LW, crosspost, is the Fermi paradox due to the flaw of averages, by R. Ye Englander. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, crosspost, is the Fermi paradox due to the flaw of averages, published by R. Ye Englander on January 18, 2023 on Less Wrong. This article is copy-pasted from the Lumina blog, very lightly edited for Less Wrong. Where is everybody? Enrico Fermi. The omnipresence of uncertainty is part of why making predictions and decisions is so hard. We at Lumina advocate treating uncertainty explicitly in our models using probability distributions. Sadly this is not yet as common as it should be. A recent paper dissolving the Fermi paradox, 2018, is a powerful illustration of how including uncertainty can transform conclusions on the fascinating question of whether our Earth is the only place in the universe harboring intelligent life. The authors, Anders Sandberg, Eric Drexler and Toby Ord, whom we shall refer to as SDO, show elegantly that the apparent paradox is simply the result of the mistake of ignoring uncertainty, what Sam L. Savage calls the flaw of averages. In this article, we review their article and link to an analytica version of their model that you can explore. The Fermi Paradox. Enrico Fermi. From Wikimedia Commons. One day in 1950, Enrico Fermi, the Nobel Prize-winning builder of the first nuclear reactor, was having lunch with a few friends in Los Alamos. They were looking at a New Yorker cartoon of cheerful aliens emerging from a flying saucer. Fermi famously asked where is everybody? Given the vast number of stars in the Milky Way galaxy and the likely development of life and extraterrestrial intelligence, how come no ETs have come to visit or at least been detected? This question came to be called the Fermi Paradox. Ever since, it has bothered those interested in the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence and whether we are alone in the universe. The flaw of averages on steroids. Dr. Sam Savage who coined the term flaw of averages. Sam L. Savage, in his book, The Flaw of Averages, shows how ignoring uncertainty and just working with a single mean or most likely value for each uncertain quantity can lead to misleading results. To illustrate how dramatically this approach can distort your conclusions, SDO offer a toy example. Suppose there are nine factors that multiplied together give the probability of extraterrestrial intelligence, ETI, arising on any given star. If you use a point estimate of 0.1 for each factors, you could infer that there is a 10-9 probability of any given star harboring ED. There are about 1,011 stars in the Milky Way, so the probability that no star other than our own has a planet harboring intelligent life would be extremely small, 1-10-9-100b3.7 times 10-44. On the other hand, suppose that, based on what we know, each factor could be anywhere between 0 and 0.2, and assign a uniform uncertainty over this interval, using the probability distribution, uniform 0, 0 0.2. If you combine these distributions probabilistically, using Monte Carlo simulation for example, the mean of the result is 0.21, over 5 tritacillion times more likely. The Drake Equation. Frank Drake, a radio astronomer who worked on the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, SETI, tried to formalize Fermi's estimate of the number of ETIs. He suggested that we can estimate n, the number of detectable, intelligent civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy from what is now called the Drake Equation. It is sometimes referred to as the second most famous equation in science, after E equals MC2. Frank Drake, 1930-2022. N equals R asterisk times FP times Ni times FL times Phi times FC times L. Where? R asterisk is the average rate of formation of stars in our galaxy. FP is the fraction of stars with planets. Ni is the average number of those planets that could potentially support life. FL is the fraction of those on which life had actually developed, 
Phi is the fraction of those with life that is intelligent. Anfk is the fraction of those that have produced a technology detectable to us. L is the average lifetime of such civilizations. Many have tried to refine this calculation since Drake first proposed it in 1961. Most have estimated a large number for n, the number of detectable extraterrestrial civilizations. The contradiction between expected proliferation of detectable ETs and their apparent absence is what came to be called the Fermi paradox after the famous lunch conversation. Past explanations of the Fermi paradox. Image, Wikimedia Commons. Many have tried to resolve the apparent paradox. Maybe advanced civilizations avoid wasteful emission of electromagnetic radiation into space that we could detect. Maybe interstellar travel is simply impossible. Or if it is technically possible, all ETs have decided it's not worth the effort. Or perhaps ETs do visit us but choose to be discreet, deeming us not ready for the shock of contact. Maybe there is a great filter that makes the progression of life to advanced stages exceedingly rare. Or perhaps, the development of life from lifeless chemicals, abiogenesis and or the evolution of technological intelligence are just so unlikely that we are in fact the only ones in the galaxy. Or, even more depressingly, perhaps those intelligent civilizations that do emerge all manage to destroy themselves in short order before perfecting interstellar communication, as indeed we earthlings may plausibly do ourselves. Quantifying uncertainty in the Drake equation. SDO propose a nice way to resolve the apparent paradox without resorting to any speculative explanation. Recognizing that most of the factors of the Drake equation are highly uncertain, they express each factor as a probability distribution that characterizes the uncertainty based on their review of the relevant scientific literature. They then use simple Monte Carlo simulation to estimate the probability distribution on n, and hence the probability that n less than 1, i.e. that there are zero ETIs to detect. They estimate this probability at about 52%, our re-implementation of their model comes up with 48%. In other words, we shouldn't be surprised at our failure to observe any ED because there is a decent probability that there aren't any. Thus, we may view the Fermi paradox as due simply to Sam Savage's flaw of averages. If you use only best estimates and ignore the range of uncertainty in each assumption, you'll end up with a misleading result. For most factors the uncertainty ranges over many orders of magnitude. For all except one factor, SDO represent its uncertainty using a log uniform distribution, assuming that each order of magnitude is equally likely over its range. In other words, the logarithm of the value is uniformly distributed. This table summarizes their estimated uncertainty for each factor. Factor distribution description or asterisk log uniform 1, 100 rate of star formation, stars year FP log uniform 0.1, 1 fraction of stars with planets log uniform 0.1, 1 number of habitable planetary objects per system with planets, planet star fluffy log uniform 0.001, one fraction of planets with life that develops intelligence log uniform 0.01, one fraction of intelligent civilizations that are detectable log uniform 100, 1 e10 duration of detectability, years. Version 1, log, normal. 1 minus e minus m where m normal 0,50. Fraction of habitable planets that develop life. Abiogenesis refers to the formation of life out of inanimate substances. T time avail for abiogenesis, years. V volume of substrate for abiogenesis, M3. Lambda rate of abiogenesis, events per cubic meter years. The scientific notation 1E15 is a way of writing 1015, and so on. Version 2. TV lambda version. 1 minus E minus TV lambda. T log uniform 1E7, 1E10. V log uniform 1E2, 1E15. Lambda log uniform 1E minus 188, 1E15. SDO present two ways to estimate FL, the fraction of habitable planets that develop life. 
both use the form 1-E-R as the probability that one or more abiogenesis events occur, assuming a Poisson process with rate R. In version 1 they estimate a log-normal distribution directly for R. Version 2 decomposes R into a product of three other quantities, TV lambda, and assigns a log uniform to each one. It is not clear to us that these three subquantities are any easier to estimate. At the risk of stating the obvious, the ranges for FL used by SDO are enormous in either version. We couldn't tell from the text of the paper alone which results used which version, so we included both versions in our model. This table gives some results from these models. N equals hash detectable civilizations in Milky Way PRN less than 1 we are alone PRN greater than 100 M teaming with intelligent civilizations median mean reported in SDO 0.3227 million 52% version 1 with uncertainty 1.827.8 million 48% 1.9% version 2 with uncertainty 9.9 E678.9 M84% 0.6% version 1 with point estimates 2000% 0% version 2 with point estimates 1 E6 6100% FL equals 16% 5008 17% 1.2% FL beta 1 10 1700 23% 1.4% The top row reported in SDO shows the numbers from their text the rest are from our analytica implementation of their model their reported values seem more consistent with version 1 but other results in their paper seem more consistent version 2 we believe our implementation of both versions reflects those described in the paper. We even examined their Python code in a futile attempt to explain why our results aren't an exact match. We have emailed the first author in the hope he can clarify the situation. While we can't reproduce their exact results the discrepancies do not affect their broad qualitative conclusions. The rows, versions 1 and 2 with uncertainty, use SDO's full distributions. The rows, versions 1 and 2 with point estimates, use the median of their distributions as a point estimate for each of the seven factors of the Drake equation or nine parameters for version 2. In version 1 with uncertainty, the mean for n is four orders of magnitude larger than the corresponding point estimate. In version 2 with uncertainty, it is 73 orders of magnitude larger than the corresponding point estimate. The PRN less than one column shows the probability that there is no other detectable civilization in the Milky Way. The fact that it is so high means that we should not be surprised by Fermi's observation that we haven't detected any extraterrestrial civilization. In each case with uncertainty, there is a substantial probability, from 17% to 84%, that no other detectable civilization exists. We added a last column with the probability that our galaxy is absolutely teeming with life, with over 100 million civilizations, or one out of every thousand stars having a detectable intelligent civilization. The uncertain models give us between 0.6% and 1.9% of this case. Explore the model yourself. Unfortunately we have not been able to figure out how to embed working Analytica models in a less wrong post. See below for some images from the model, or click here to explore an interactive version of the model. Here are some things to try while exploring the model. Click on a term in the Drake equation for a description. Select a particular model for FL the fraction of planets or planetary objects where life begins, or keep it at all to run all of them. View each of the results in the UI above. Calculate N and view the statistics view to see the mean and median. Select mid to see what the result would be without including uncertainty. View the PDF for log 10N. Select a observation method, or multiple ones, and see how the results change in the posterior compared to the prior. Click on model internals to explore the full implementation. Model internals. In the interactive version of the model, hovering the cursor over any node will display a description for that node. Clicking on any node will allow you to view properties, tables, and graphs associated with that node. 
For more about browsing or creating Analytica models, see the Analytica tutorial. Fraction of Habitable Planets that Develop Life, FL. Original DAL E2 artwork. Prompt equals abiogenesis. The largest source of uncertainty is factor FL, the fraction of habitable planets with life. Microscopic fossils imply that life started on Earth around 3.5 to 3.8 billion years ago, quite soon after the planet formed. This suggests that abiogenesis is easy and nearly inevitable on a habitable planet. On the other hand, every known living creature on Earth uses essentially the same DNA-based genetic code, which suggests abiogenesis occurred only once in the planet's history. So perhaps it was an astoundingly rare event that just happened to occur on Earth. The fact that it did occur here doesn't give us information about FL other than the fact that FL is not exactly zero due to anthropic bias, the observation that we exist would be the same whether life on Earth was an incredibly rare accident or whether it was inevitable. SDO reflect the lack of information on FL by the immense range of uncertainty for in both versions of their model. Here is their probability density function, PDF, for FL. The PDF of FL. The PDF looks similar for version 1 and version 2, with spikes at FL0 and FL1, and little probability mass between these extremes. In version 1 the spikes are roughly equal, whereas in version 2 the spikes at FL0 and FL1 have about 84% and 16% probability respectively. In other words, there is a 16% chance that almost every habitable planet develops life, and an 84% probability that essentially none do. The Earth did, of course, but this isn't inconsistent with FL0 since these values are positive, just extremely small. Thus, the distribution nearly degenerates into a Bernoulli point probability distribution. A Bernoulli point probability FL equals 0.16 would mean that 16% of habitable planets develop life, which is a somewhat different interpretation. To see this difference, we included FL equals 0.16 in the results as a point of comparison. See the penultimate row of the table, above. The core problem here is that the range they used for abiogenesis events per habitable planet, FL, just seems implausibly large in both versions, with the 25 to 75 quartile ranging from 2e-15 to 4e-14. We think this may be too extreme. The nice thing about having a live model to play with is that it is possible to repeat the results using more sane alternatives. Number of detectable civilizations. Because the model includes information about how uncertain each factor is, we can plot the probability distribution for n, the number of detectable civilizations in the Milky Way. Here is SDO's distribution as a PDF. The probability density for log n from SDO. These two are from the Analytica model for the two versions for FL. P Luton n, density plot using version 1 of the model. P Luton n, density plot using version 2 of the model. The similarity between the first and third density, a combination of roughly log normal centered around log n equals 2, and a log uniform down to 10 minus 160 suggests SDO used version 2 of FL for this graph. However, as we mentioned, the numbers given in the text are more consistent with version 1. A probability density at a particular x value is obtained by estimating, by Monte Carlo simulation, the probability that the true value is within a small interval of width epsilon around x, and then dividing by epsilon to get the density. The probability density of log 10n is not the same as the density of n since the denominator is different. Although SDO label it the graph as the probability density of n, they are actually showing the density of log 10n, which is a sensible scale for order of magnitude of uncertainty. They label the vertical axis as frequency rather than probability density, likely an artifact of the binning algorithm used to estimate the densities. Cumulative probability functions, CDFs, avoid these complications, the y-scale is cumulative probability, whether you plot n or log 10n. 
the CDF of n equals hash detectable civilizations in the Milky Way, for five variations of FL. These CDFs show a dramatic difference between version 1, using the log normal method, and version 2, using the TV lambda method, and between those versions and hours that remove the massive lower tails. An interesting aspect of these graphs are their qualitative shape. In the PDF, they all have the familiar bell-shaped body, but the extreme left tail stands out as unusual. The previous section points out that both versions of FL are so extreme the effective distribution is degenerate. We think this is a flaw. Hence, it is interesting to see how the graph changes when we set FL to a less degenerate distribution. PDFs of log n for 5 variations of FL. The log normal method for FL, and the TV lambda method are their versions 1 and 2. The other three methods are less extreme. 100% and 16% use these as point probabilities for FL, and beta uses a beta 1,10 distribution for FL. The key conclusion of the paper that there is a significant probability that n is 0 remains robust with these less extreme distributions for FL. Bayesian updating on Fermi's observation. Fermi's question whereas everybody refers to the observation that we haven't detected any extraterrestrial civilizations. SDO apply Bayes' rule to update the estimates with this observation. To apply Bayes' rule, you need the likelihoods P negation D, N, for each possible value of N, where negation D is the observation that no ED has been detected. SDO explore four models for this updating. Random sampling assumes that we have sampled K stars, none of which harbor a detectable civilization. Spatial Poisson assumes that there is no detectable civilization within a distance D of Earth. Settlement attempts to incorporate the possibility that interstellar propagation would be likely among advanced civilizations. It introduces several new parameters, including settlement timescales and a geometric factor. It is conditioned on the observation that no space-time volume near the Earth has been permanently settled. No K3 observed conditions on the observation that no Kardashev Type 3 civilizations exist, civilizations that harness energy at the galactic scale. It presumes that if such a civilization exists, either in the Milky Way or even in another visible galaxy, we would have noticed it. Among other parameters, it includes one for the probability that a K3 civilization is theoretically possible. We implemented all these update models in the Analytica model. Our match to the paper's quantitative results is only approximate. We are not sure why the results are not precisely reproducible. It was quite challenging figuring out what parameters they used for each case, since the paper and its supplement too left out many details. With the exception of the settlement update model, we were able to get fairly close at least in qualitative terms. We explored that space of possible parameter values for the settlement model but were unable to match the qualitative shape of the posterior reported in the paper. The likelihood equation for the K3 update appears to be an error in the paper since it doesn't depend at all on N, but a more plausible version that does depend on N appears in supplement 2. In our Analytica model, you can select which update models you want to view, and graph them side by side, along with, or without, the prior. For example, prior and posteriors for Lutton N based on version 1 of the prior. Each posterior uses one of the methods for P negation D, N, described in the paper. Once of the more interesting posterior results is PN less than 1. Priors and posteriors PN less than 1 for different models of FL and different models of likelihood P negation D, N. SDO report these numbers in table 2, in the same order as the rows of the above table, for PN less than 1, 52%, 53%, 57%, 66%, 99.6%. We think they may have based their first four posteriors on version 1. We are not sure about the K3 posterior, which differs substantially from our results. In this table, we see that the models with a non-extreme, 
non-degenerate version of FL are not substantially changed by the posterior update on the negative Fermi observation. These are the models that use a point estimate for FL of 100% and 16%, as well as the one that uses FL beta 1,10. How to compute the posteriors? We explored two ways to implement these posterior calculations in Analytica. We found their results to be consistent, so we stuck with the more interesting and flexible method. This is interesting in its own right, and very simple to code in Analytica. The calculation uses sample weighting, in which each Monte Carlo sample is weighted by P negation D, N. The value for N is computed at each Monte Carlo sample, so from that P negation D, N, is also computed for each selected posterior method. The variable that computes P negation D, N, has the identifier P underscore OBS underscore given underscore N. To compute the posteriors, all we had to do was set the system variable sample weighting to P underscore OBS underscore given underscore N. We also tried a second method for computing the posterior. It gives the same results, but is less elegant and more complex. This method extracts the histogram PDF log, N underscore N. It computes P negation D, N, based on the value of N that appears in the PDF. The product of the PDF column for log 10 underscore N and is P negation D, N, is the unnormalized PDF for PN, negation D. We would expect this second method to perform better than the first method when the likelihood P negation D, N, is extremely leptocurtic. In this model, this is not the case. Updating on a positive observation. The Fermi observation is the negative observation that we have never detected another extraterrestrial civilization. We thought it would be interesting here to explore what happens when you condition on a positive observation. Extraterrestrial microbes. Saturn's moon Titan. In March 2011, one of us, Lonnie Chrisman, attended a talk at Foothill College by NASA planetary scientist Dr. Chris McKay. Six years earlier, with the Huygens probe descending into the atmosphere of Saturn's moon Titan, he and graduate student, Heather Smith, undertook a thought experiment. They asked, if there is life on Titan, what chemical signatures might we see? especially, signatures that could not result from a known inanimate process? What would organisms eat? What would their waste products be? At minus 190 degrees Celsius, minus 290 degrees Fahrenheit, life on Titan would be very different, not based on water, but rather on liquid methane. Without knowing what such life forms would look like, they could still make some inferences about what chemical bonds organisms would likely utilize for metabolism. For example, the molecule with the most harvestable energy on Titan is acetylene, C2H2 plus 3H22CH4, G equals 80 kilocalories mole. They published a set of proposed signatures for life and then moved on to other work. Five years later, analysis of data from the Huygens probe and Cassini mission to Saturn found some unexplained chemical signatures. Astrogeophysicist Dr. Chris McKay. These signatures matched those predicted as possible signatures of life by McKay and Smith five years earlier. One signature, a net downward flux of hydrogen, is particularly intriguing, since it implies that something is absorbing or converting hydrogen near the surface, for which no inorganic processes are known. The data remain ambiguous. For example, the Huygens probe did not detect a depletion of hydrogen near the surface, which is what would be expected if organisms on the surface are consuming hydrogen. The interesting question here is how we should update our uncertainty based on a hypothetical future discovery of microbial life on an extraterrestrial body such as Titan. Such a discovery would influence our belief about Ni, the number of planetary objects per star that are potentially habitable, as well as FL, the fraction of habitable planetary objects where life actually starts. In our own solar system, it would make Jupiter's moons Europa and Enceladus more likely candidates. Adding moons to planets as possible sites for abiogenesis would increase our estimate for Ni by something like a factor of 3.
PNE, D equals log uniform 0.33. To update FL, we'll use PD, FL, habitable equals FL, where D is the observation that this one additional planetary object is habitable and where life has emerged. With these updates, the probability that there is no other intelligent contactable civilization would drop from 48.5% to 6.6%, and the probability that the galaxy is teeming with intelligent life would increase from under 2% to over 6%, using the version 1 prior. Here is the table for different version of the prior, where only FL varies between the five priors. PN less than 1, we are alone PN greater than 100, galaxy teeming with life prior posterior prior posterior version 148.5% 6.6% 1.9% 6.2% version It is interesting when comparing these priors how the extreme priors, version 1 and version 2, adjust to be nearly identical to the result obtained when setting FL equals 100%. The FL equals 100% models the most extreme assumption that life always starts on every habitable planet. This reinforces our earlier criticism that the paper's two versions of FL are flawed. Because they are so extreme, they are roughly equivalent to saying life starts on a habitable planetary body either almost always or almost never. Thus the evidence that it happened on Titan would leave us with only the former option, that it happens almost always. Summary. It is easy to be misled without realizing it when you estimate a single number, a point estimate, for an unknown quantity. Fermi's question of why we never detected or encountered other extraterrestrial civilizations has spawned decades of conjecture for underlying reasons, yet Sandberg, Drexler and Ord show that there may be no paradox after all. We've reviewed and re-implemented the model they proposed. The possibility that there are no other detectable intelligent civilizations in the Milky Way is consistent with our level of uncertainty. The apparent paradox was simply the result of the flaw of averages. We hope you're able to learn something by playing with the model. Enjoy! Lonnie Chrisman is Lumina's Chief Technology Officer, where he heads Engineering and Development of Analytica. He has a PhD in Artificial Intelligence and Computer Science from Carnegie Mellon University, and a BS in Electrical Engineering from University of California at Berkeley. Aryeh Englander works on artificial intelligence at the John Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory, and is doing a PhD in Information Systems at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, UMBC, with a focus on analyzing potential risks from very advanced AI. Yaakov Trackman is an educator and independent researcher. Max Henrian is the founder and CEO of Lumina Decision Systems. He was awarded the prestigious 2018 Frank Ramsey Medal, the highest award from the Decision Analysis Society. Max has an MA in Natural Sciences from Cambridge University, Master of Design from the Royal College of Art, London, and a PhD from Carnegie Mellon. This research was conducted as part of the Modeling Transformative AI Risk, MTR, project. We are exploring a similar type of analysis as SDO use for the Fermi paradox, but in the context of AI risk models. See also this EA forum post by Frulo. C.P. McKay and H.D. Smith, 2005, Possibilities for Methanogenic Life in Liquid Methane on the Surface of Titan, Icarus 178 1, 274-276, doi.org-10.1016-j.icarus.2005.05.018. Daryl F. Strobel, 2010, Molecular Hydrogen in Titan's Atmosphere, Implications of the Measured Tropospheric and Thermospheric Mole Fractions, Icarus 208-2, 878-886, 
doi.org slash 10.1016 slash j.icarus.2010.03.003. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.